go. Here we go. We're live. Ooh, what up, ladies and gents? Oh, dude. Oh, wait. So normally I drop a hook, but I'm going to do this. podcasting ladies and gents (laughs) congrats 300 interviews and we got another good interview for you guys today so james drop the intro um hang on shut up and sit down the business bros podcast was created for you learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories find out what's working in business on social media what's hot and what's not straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Business. Whoa! Now that's how we do the intro right there. We should have just let him do it the whole time. (laughs) Right? Straight out of of the beatbox. (laughs) This is awesome. We can My bad. I thought you meant the other intro. Well, here we go. <laughs> the Business Bros are back once again, celebrating our two-year anniversary with yet another amazing guest for your listening and viewing pleasure. Today's incredible guest has a wide range of talents, including beatboxing. His talent gave him notoriety when one of his videos, aptly named McDubstep, went viral and now boasts over one billion burger i mean views <laughs> amazing all right simply amazing uh since then our guest has appeared on america's got talent the steve harvey show ridiculousness and outrageous acts of science in addition to being featured in articles from mtv huffington huffington post and daily mail and of course one of my favorite things to note about a guest our guest today is a tedx speaker So tune in today to hear from a supremely inspirational guy whose passion is in helping others do what they love to do. We're delighted to have a truly motivating man on the show with us today. So give a warm welcome to the host of the Upbeat Podcast, Parker K. You guys are awesome. Dude, that's how we roll, man. That's how we roll. You said, by the way, Parker, I mean, you're a podcaster. You got your stuff going on YouTube. This is the first time you're seeing StreamYard. I mean, yep. two and a half minutes wow. in, what is your impression? I'm loving it. This is this is awesome. Plus, I always got to put I'm loving it in there because of the whole McDonald's thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to hear that story. Let's just start it off with, with that right there. James already dropped a good intro about you. What's up with the McDonald's story? Man, so I'm in a small town in in Idaho called Rexburg. That's where I went to college. Uh, I went to McDonald's uh, with some friends. It was like a late night after midnight McDonald's run. Uh, So this is kind of the short version. So I don't know how how in-depth you guys want to get. But uh, basically, I've been beatboxing with a McDonald's cup for a long time. Uh, My family always thought it was one of the quirkier things about me. Uh, but some of my close friends at that McDonald's were like, okay, we know you can do this. Can you just show everybody here? And I started doing it. The whole McDonald's was packed. They went quiet. They started filming it. And my friend Sean uh, put that video on his Facebook account, uh, his Facebook profile. And the next morning, it was over 50,000 50, views and over time, with all the shares and everything, it got over a, a billion views on Facebook, which is just insane. 
Dude, that's uh, that's you. You quickly caught up with the number of burgers served, right? Dude, that's <laughs> nuts, dude. Yeah, I think I had to have helped with some kind of Coke sales or something because everyone right? was trying to beatbox with the cup. So, okay, what happened once you hit that viral status? Did like McDonald's contact you? Like, what happened? Like, a lot of people aspire to have that viral video or that viral thing in a positive light right not in the negative light but uh <laughs> yeah. hopefully in a positive way uh because they think it's gonna like dramatically change their life so now that i'm speaking with you you've had huge viral success at least that one time what happened after that so yeah once it got i guess a crazy amount of views it was well over a million views uh mcdonald's contacted me initially it was just one of their representatives, I guess, on Facebook who sent me uh, an email and, and they just wanted to hook up some kind of phone call and see what, what kind of things we could figure out. So I was, of course, open to that. And I took a I scheduled a call with them, took that call. Uh, and they actually set up uh, my own my own McDonald's commercial. So a few weeks later, I was flown out to Los Angeles, I guess, city of industry right next to Los Angeles and uh, recorded uh, an official McDonald's commercial, which was pretty sweet. But yeah, they reached out to me and scheduled this commercial. And then after that, I mean, it didn't change my life in the way that people would think. Probably I was expecting being a beatboxer musician, like, oh, I'm going to get millions of subscribers on YouTube now, and I'm going to start doing this full time. But instead what happened, my inbox just filled up like crazy with hundreds of people trying to book me to speak and beatbox at their events. So I started becoming a speaker and a beatboxer and now podcaster. And my life just kind of like I was studying nursing in college at, at this time. And then everything just switched to speaking and beatboxing and stuff. So do you have to like uh, practice and develop like your, your messaging? I mean, to get thrown into into speaking versus, I mean, beatboxing is one thing. That's something that you got good at, that you practiced, that you developed a skill for. Obviously, you were good enough, you know, where it would draw attention. But public speaking, eh, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I, you know, I'd say uh, the weirdest thing about that video and being tossed into the speaking world is I was like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that video is so random. I mean, I'm glad it went viral, but it is so weird, so random what 20 or 30 seconds long i didn't even say one word i didn't speak once i just made weird noises with my mouth and all of a sudden i'm this credible person to book as your keynote speaker at like a huge event like that is like, how do you even know i'm gonna be good at speaking you gotta teach your not how to beatbox all right all right all right like i i can't adrian's right man you cannot uh talk about beatboxing without having you do some beatboxing so adrian just for you my friend parker show us what you got dude i'll put uh adrian's name in, in a beat real quick nice do it um Adrian. Nice. Oh, dude, that one, that one, Ham, you got to have that. Up. Oh, we both queued it up at the same. All right, dude. All right. So, 
I, I've been watching uh, what's his name, Spencer X on TikTok. He's uh-huh. one of those beatboxers, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, it, to do that, like all I know about beatboxing to get started is is uh, what boots and cats and boots or whatever. I don't know mm-hmm. how do you do that. What, yeah. What's what you what are you supposed to start off with? Boots and cats is, I guess, the the thing people go to. But when I started it, very similar, very, it was exactly the same thing. But I started just with letters. So for me, it was PTK. Uh, the P was the bass, the T was the hi-hat, and the K was the snare. So I would just write down different variations of PTK. So if it was just PTKT, it was... But you could write PTTK and it'd be... And you could just create your own beats with letters, essentially. So I would just switch it up. That's super cool, dude. That's super cool. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you you make make noises with your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it caught attention, and now you're a qualified, bona fide public speaker, right? So yeah. walk me down. <laughs> walk me down that that line. You get you get offered to speak on a stage. Did they pay you for that? Yeah. Yeah. I've been. I mean, one of my first real big ones that I really enjoyed was actually uh, called Isaiah Fest in uh, near Orlando, Florida, like Kissimmee, Florida or something like that. And I was opening for the Shark Tank guy, Damon John, and beatboxing at this big event for influencers and YouTubers and stuff. Uh, So that was one of the first ones. And then it's been, you know, random little organizations. Uh, I've done a few different gigs for McDonald's. Uh, of course, the TEDx talk, uh, it just it just kind of took off. I don't know. A lot of it has to do with passion, though. So when you talk about like zeroing in on a message, like my whole life, I grew up with people thinking that what I did was like fun and weird and cool, but it wasn't ever going to be anything worth pursuing. And so I talk a lot about passion and regardless of how weird it is to other people, uh, sometimes you just got to go in on it and and make the best of your life. Yeah, you. How do you like them apples? <laughs> yeah, how you like them apples? I mean, having a passion behind what your what your message is. So we've been doing we've been doing the uh, the whole podcast officially for two years now, right? Which, and when congrats. we first, That's thank awesome. you, thank you. When we first started, I mean, I sucked. I James and I were horrible at this whole behind the mic thing. We didn't really have a clarity of a message. We kind of just pick up and go from whatever notes or whatever topics we wanted to talk about. But now, now when I get behind the mic, I definitely have more passion. I know what my message is. I'm like, people who are in business, you need to have a podcast. Like that is my main message for anybody who's, who's listening. And when I hop on other people's podcasts, I take that same enthusiasm, that same passion, and I take it with me to other shows. And, it, and you know, they feel that energy and, and they feel that message and it's really honed in. But dude, your episode 512. It took a long time for me to hone in that passion and that message behind what I'm doing. You got thrown into that limelight. I want you to tell me about that first time you got to stamp on stage. What did that feel like? What were you, what was going through your head? Were like, if you can go back, what would you correct? Sort of stuff like that. Um, well, if I could go back and correct something, I wouldn't just stay so focused on the McDonald's thing. Because while that's awesome, I've also been kind of just labeled 
the McDonald's beatboxer and that's all I can be. Like that's so that's something I've maybe focused on too much because now that's kind of what people see me as and that's it. Um, but I will say too, when I when I was first speaking, I, I mean I was used to stage presence as a whole because I'd I'd grown up kind of beatboxing on stage and competing in talent shows and stuff, but I never had to speak. And so to me that was a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit scary. Luckily, it was just sharing my story. So it's not like I was trying to really remember lines or anything like that. Um, but I also felt a little bit of a sense of like, I finally made it. You know, when I went mm. to uh, the McDonald's commercial, that was a surreal experience. And like sitting there, like I'm from a small town in Idaho. I'm a white chubby beatboxer with glasses. <laughs> and I'm all of a sudden, literally overnight, of a, a viral video and here being on the commercial set for McDonald's with the cameras, the lights, the the people literally just dumping buckets of makeup on my face <laughs> uh, to make me look good for this commercial. And it, it's just like during that commercial, I feel like I made it. But then a lot of the talks I've had after that, people are like, well, tell us what it's like to go from you know, being that small town kid with a dream to being in a commercial and now speaking. And it's like being on stage speaking gives me that sense of like, whoo, I made it. But also probably the number one reason I do this and the reason I started the podcast um, is I really want to help people and I really believe that message. So like my story is kind of weird and cool and unique and different, but uh, I think everybody has this same exact story somewhere in their in in their lives, you know, somewhere down the road, they kind of get their break and they get rewarded for for pursuing the things they're called to do. You know, it's funny you say that uh, I heard I think it was Tony Robbins that said it. You'll be rewarded in public for what you practice in private. Right. Like the the fact that you were able to just break it down right there in a McDonald's and 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 entertain the crowd didn't come from you just grabbing a cup and doing it that one time you'd been practicing for quite some time and you're right it is quirky it is a little weird in a family function they're like oh you're gonna be box again all right dude like you know I, I can imagine what that's what that's like because it's you know it's not something that you know you're in kindergarten you're like i'm gonna grow up and be a beatboxer mom <laughs> and mom's gonna be like super proud of you yes son that's exactly what we want you to do uh you know it's it's definitely a little bit different but because you've practiced something and you got really good at something and it's something you really enjoyed doing, when you finally did it uh, where people enjoyed it, it wasn't just the people you know, in that McDonald's, which I'm sure they enjoyed it. They had the capability with technology where it is today to share with everyone else around the world. And I think that's one of those um, – you know, the opportunity presented itself and you were able to take something that you enjoyed diligently and just share it with everybody else. Right. And I, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how long ago was that? And like today, what are you doing, you know, going forward? What's, what's it like, you know, now that you've, that you've stepped on a couple stages, now that you've made some money off this thing, did you end up, you know, are you going back and going to finish the nursing thing or are you, or is there like a new particular path you want to go on because of it? Great question. So I, this video is filmed October, 2015 and then 2016 is where I experienced a lot of like the virality from it, but I still just stayed in college that whole time. Uh, and there was actually a lot of, uh, 
unique challenges that came with that too, because all of a sudden I was like some rich spoiled celebrity kid that was mean to everybody. <laughs> like everyone just created this image that I, my life was all of a sudden totally different. And it wasn't like everything stayed exactly the same. And I just went through school and I did switch majors though. I didn't stick with nursing. I switched uh, to communications and did marketing and advertising, social media marketing and advertising uh, to kind of help further this process and get some more know-how and, and skills built up and stuff. But yeah, going going through that phase was kind of weird because people thought that like my life drastically changed when it didn't. Uh, another thing too is it wasn't all good. Like the a lot of people think the beatboxing was cool, but a lot of times, and you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but a lot of times when something goes viral, it's in a bad way. Uh, and I was that chubby dude in a McDonald's making beats, man. So everybody was like, how long How long did he have to be in McDonald's to learn that? Or how often does he go there? How many cheeseburgers does he eat? You know, it became this joke. And that's part of why it got shared so much probably. But I just kind of took that joke and ran with it and made it. A really good thing uh but then yeah moving forward now it kind of has died down not gonna lie but that's really the entry to what i found out more that i loved like as you pursue your passions you discover new passions and i didn't know before that i wanted to inspire people so now i have this podcast upbeat with parker kane and i just want to do that full time and i'd love to keep speaking and love to keep beatboxing and all that uh but i wouldn't have ever started this podcast had i not experienced any of this stuff prior well let me ask you about that hate because you know you're right everybody looks at the viral thing and for the most part thinks it's a positive experience but you know, I'll give you an example. My kids, for for example, they they would love to be, you know, TikTok famous or YouTube famous or whatever it's going to be. Um, and and I don't know how prepared their you know mind, their heart is for dealing with the negative commentary, the criticism. Right? You said you ran with it, but as a human being, it had to like poke at you a little bit, right? You made a conscious decision to run with it. But, you know, tell me about what it's like to have something go viral. You think it's pretty cool and pretty awesome. And then you start reading those comments. Yeah, the comment section, uh, it was toxic for sure. Like there's a lot of bad comments uh, in that with that video going viral. Uh, however, it was cool to see kind of your supporters go at war for you, <laughs> go to war for you, go at bat for you. Uh, because there's a lot of people who thought it was cool and like they'd defend me and they would say they'd comment back like I didn't even have to comment to the haters because I had people to do that <laughs> and they were fighting on my behalf saying like you just wish you could beatbox as good as this kid you know and like they don't even know me and they're defending me so that was really hope uh, or that brought a lot of hope I was like wow that's amazing that that people would do that they're defending something even they even though they don't know the person um, but also this is partly why I'm so passionate about this motivational space too. And wanting to inspire people is because that kind of content really helped me. Like I, I was learning from different podcasts I was listening to and different videos on YouTube that I was watching that I shouldn't let that, you know, control everything that I do and all of my thoughts. Like I should use that as fuel to motivate me. 
to go be better. And there is this kind of mental shift where you're just like, well, I don't really care what negative things people say because like, I'm the one that went viral and got a McDonald's commercial and, and I'm trying to live my life the greatest I could possibly live it. And they can say whatever they want to say, but it's not going to, it's not going to tear me down or keep me from pursuing those things. That's right. You make the difference, right? You decide. Yeah. I mean, that that's what really life comes down to is that percep that perspective, right? You have a perspective in life that's a little bit different. I'm glad though that that you you did mention that there are other people in the comment section that are going to have your back because I I have this impression uh, of the world that most people are good. Most people want to do good. Most people want to help other people. Uh, there are not very many people I feel that are naturally inclined to. Well, for the lack of a better word, talk shit. But there are people out there that do that, right? So, you know, it's good to hear that that you know people had your back. Uh, speaking of paying some bills, we're gonna take a little break here, and. Whoops! Just sorry, a James. Quick Ham's <laughs> insurance tip for you after we get that share screen off. There you go. There we go. All right. So uh, today I forgot to add it on the thing again. Uh, here we go. It's gonna happen really quick. Bada bing, bada boom. Hey, when I do that, <laughs> boom. Appreciate it. Here we go. So professionality is what we're talking about today. Uh, anytime you get a license to provide a professional service, whether you're a photographer, massage therapist, or chiropractor, doctor or lawyer, beautician or barber, tax preparer, accountant, even our real estate and insurance agents, any license that you hold for your occupation makes you a bona fide professional. I like that you used that word earlier today. And since your professional license comes with an inherent responsibility, you can actually be held liable for not doing your job correctly. As a barber, you could get sued for giving someone a bad haircut before their job interview. Or as a photographer, maybe your sloppy photo taking ruined a blushing bride's big day. Whatever the case might be, these liability exposures put you at risk of being sued for doing your job. You'll want to make sure that you or the company you work for carries professional liability coverage so that if you smudge the lens prior to a wedding and all your photos turn up blurry, you'll be protected against a lawsuit from the happy couple, or angry couple in that case, and their <laughs> families. If you have any questions or need any advice, give Pipeline Insurance a call at 877-928-9994 and follow me on Twitter at InsuranceBroHam. All right, uh, now I have to do it. I can't talk about it the whole time and not play this commercial. So this is the McDonald's beatbox commercial. You guys ready? <laughs> that's awesome that's true that's pretty sick dude now, now when you okay when you went to go film that right that mm -hmm. is on it's, it's at an actual mcdonald's yeah uh it's a mcdonald's film spot they used to i think they used to call it like the mcdonald's shooting store but they didn't 
didn't sound very good, so they, right, yeah. they switched it to uh, the McDonald's film spot or something. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. That, that's pretty cool, though. And and when you did it, you used the whole straw and everything like that, too? Yeah. Yep. It's the it's literally just like the normal cup that in that commercial, it's literally just a normal McDonald's Coke. <laughs> that's it. Dude, that's- that... It, it came out pretty epic. Like, I mean, I, I got to admit, a, a traditional beatboxer um, using just their voice is one thing. You used instruments. I guess that's kind of cheating. I don't know. <laughs> it's it just, it's still your voice, but you still you got to use the straw and a little bit. I mean, I, I, I kind of uh, imagine it like, you know, where you have those like wine glasses or, or the, the, glass, the glass with the water and you kind of make that little sound when you rub your finger around it. Yeah. Kind of feel like it, it's a mixture of using your utensils and your and your voice. <laughs> yep. Well, and it's like uh, other beatboxers, they've done stuff with like harmonicas and with flutes, stuff like that, didgeridoos. And uh, it's the same concept. I'm just putting, I'm blowing the air over the top of the straw instead of into a harmonica or a flute. All right. I'm going to ask you, uh, you know what, Ham? Let's do two truths and a lie. I feel like Here so much has gone on in your life <laughs> that we got to do two truths and a lie. I've known you for 25 minutes now, Parker. Uh, let's see if we can decipher which one of the three things that you're about to tell us is going to be a lie. So tell us three things, two of them truths, one of, one of them lie, and we'll see if James and I can select the lie. Oh, I'm always the worst at this game because I just have to sit here and think of things that I've, <laughs> things that I've done, things that I haven't done. Um Okay. Um, I love flying in helicopters. I love dogs. And I hate board games. Ooh, two loves and a hate. <laughs> That's what we two should loves do. And a hate. <laughs> if you don't love dogs, I'm I'm deucing out. So <laughs> that one has to be true. <laughs> That's true. Because me and Katie are going to have problems. All right. Hate, hate board games or love flying in helicopters? Um, let's see. Let's see. I, I don't know, man. Helicopters seem kind of scary, especially with the whole, you know, most recent uh, helicopter accident. Uh, I'm going to go Aww, with the helicopter. I know. RIP, Kobe. Dang. Um, Too soon. By the way, City of Industry is where my parents live. That's oh, funny, as you mentioned nice. that. Um, and let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the helicopter is a lie. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that you don't hate board games. I'm going to say you you might love despise them a little. No, I can't go as far as to say love. I don't think anybody loves board games, but I can't say that. Oh, no. Them. People love board games. People right, definitely. Right there. there are literally conventions for board games. <laughs> and uh, the girlfriend has a freaking wall of board games oh so of somebody who loves board games yeah all right yeah, what, yeah. what do you think which one do you think is the lie i'm going with the helicopter's lie i'm gonna also have to go with that be- yeah all right Parker, you, you yeah. gotta at least like ball, uh, board <laughs> games at least like them yeah no i do like some board games uh helicopters i guess that's a cheating in a way because i've never been in one so i just don't know <laughs> <laughs> they're fun Still, fair enough fair enough well, uh, do you have a dog I do. She's actually probably right behind me. If you guys want, <laughs> nice. Jesse, hey, come here. Oh, oh look, at look at the pupper. 
That's so Always funny. Good. good dog, too. To be on a podcast, not even bark or anything. You must not have a yeah. mailman. It's like I do this. It's like I do this in my room all the time. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, last little bit. Uh, tell me a little bit about your podcast. What? What? Uh, I mean, we. You told me what inspired you to start it. Um, how long you been doing it? And what's a uh, what's your ideal guest? What, what's what's the goal behind it? Uh, so the podcast. Uh, it's around a year and a half mark now that I've been doing it. And really, what started it is just I had it. Well, it's kind of a long story, but short version, I had a surgery where I didn't know if I'd be able to beatbox again, at least at the same level that I do or, or even speak. But during that, uh, and when I say speak, I mean, speak at like events and stuff, but during that recovery, I couldn't go speak at events. And so I was like, what can I do instead of be at these gigs? Mm. And podcasting was the answer year and a half ago. So I just jumped in upbeat. Uh, the wordplay is just, you know, crossbreed between motivation and beatboxing and music uh, so that's where i got the term upbeat um and then it's all just about the same kind of passion motivation inspirational type of stuff it's very much so turned into kind of an entrepreneurial uh personal development podcast where you just learn a lot of new skills and tips and you hear from i, I interview guests every week uh and they just share their their stories on how they were able to do it and so if you listen in, you learn all their tactics, you know, and you get to apply it in your own life. So it's been it's been a fun ride and I'm going to keep it up. So, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's for me, same way, dude. It's been it's been one of the greatest, best prospecting tools, best networking tools uh, that I've ever come across. And, you know, James and I've been in business for, you know, over 15 years. And so trying to get somebody to, you know, be talk to you for five minutes on a sales call is almost always a hell no. Uh, but to get 45 minutes on a podcast is almost always a hell yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah. funny how that works. I don't know how long this ride is going to go, but I'm going to ride this wave as far as I can take it. So let me ask you this. Um, and you know what? I'll just run that last little segment. You have a podcast. You've been a guest on other podcasts. You've had other podcasters on your show. What was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? Oh, it was amazing. I think you guys have like an incredible amount of energy. You know, a lot of the podcasts I've been on, it's more just like, I guess, typical, like quiet interview style. But this one, like with the Business Bros, you know, the, <laughs> the energy you guys have is is incredible. So I liked it. Nice. What, what do you think about StreamYard now that you've had one full episode in the StreamYard space? Are you moving from Zoom to StreamYard? You know, I'll have to check it out. I want, I'm a nerd like this, so I want to just switch seats with you and see everything that you're seeing. But uh, from a, you know, a guest and a user standpoint who was just joining the call, it was a really great experience. Perfect, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a, a link. I'm gonna show you the the whole exact training. Elliot says hi. Elliot's a podcaster over in the UK. Uh, he has hi, a. Elliot. Yep. So he's he's he, talk about energy. That guy has some great energy, uh, <laughs> dude, and and a great accent to boot. So he's a he's a great guy. Um, one of one of our podcast pals. 
Uh, I'm going to send you a link after we get out of this. Actually, I'm going to just drop it down here. So for those of you who are interested in learning how we put the show together, go to businessbros.biz slash setup. I literally point out to you the three different platforms that we use so that you can create an audio podcast and host it for free, how we use StreamYard and how we create our show, and then how to use Matchmaker FM to get guests on your show and be a guest on other shows. So I'll show you all those three things uh, in one easy setup. And, uh, and yeah, check it out. I, I really, really hope that uh, what we do with our show is help other people elevate their game because I, I just feel like if I can make the technical side a little bit easier, it'll bring out the energy side of you uh, smoother, right? Because you know you know what it's like. I mean, you've been doing it for a year and a half. So when you first started in the podcast space, you had to be weary about, did I hit the record button? Is the mic on right? Uh, did I, am I starting right? And then at the same time, trying to have a conversation, it's just, you're not very good at it. But if once you got your, your system down pat, your energy level goes up because you're confident about what you're doing. Amen. <laughs> right. All right, brother Parker, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate you taking time out of your day. Um, and lastly, ladies and gents, make sure you guys check out his podcast. Uh, he's got, uh, you can find him on Instagram at upbeat pod and check out his website parker what what are they going to find when they go to your website oh it's just like the center hub for everything i do you know i've i've been someone who struggled kind of finding my niche per se uh and so it's got everything i do the podcast the youtube videos uh a business that i launched some some blog articles all of it sweet the center point, the core voice of the beatboxer himself. <laughs> Check it out, ladies and gents, www.parkerkane.co. Parker, thanks again, man, very much for coming on the show. We appreciate you taking the time. Ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. <laughs>